Welcome back, Bulls Nation, to another episode of the Nothing But Bull Podcast. I'm your host, Derek, and as always, I'm here with my main man, Justin. Justin, what's going on? Nothing much. Just got in from having dinner, so I am full, sleepy, and now a little bit disappointed because it's over. <laughs> that food was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, my gosh. What did Oof. you eat? I was invited over to a friend's place and um, they had some salmon and like this uh, seafood, like pasta dish that they had put together. And like, we were eating it. And the thing is, is that the, from the first time I, we came into the, the home, like you could just smell this, this aroma, like smack you in the face, like bam. And I was like, whoa, what is that? So, you know, um, you know we, we started eating and everything and then I'm tasting this pasta and I can tell it's Alfredo sauce, but I'm like, this is not regular Alfredo sauce. Like you all did something to this Alfredo sauce. It's not store-bought. And sure enough, uh, the person who had made, um, it was like shrimp, mussels, and, um, you know, penne or whatever. And um, she was like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't mess with um, like store-bought um alfredo sauce she makes her own alfredo sauce and i was like wow that is definitely on point and uh the salmon was great too it's like some kind of honey dill sauce and it woof, woo! <laughs> just want to make one of this jump up and slap somebody that's how good it was so yeah it was it was really good <laughs> of course we have melissa here melissa how's it going what up everybody um I got an apple. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is my dinner. Friendship. What? Wait, this, what? This is, this is dessert. Why is that your dinner and dessert? <laughs> um, I didn't have enough time yet to eat. You know, I was out working and I'm here playing with my dessert. And now we're here talking. Can we eat afterwards? We eat afterwards. I was like, please eat something other than that. <laughs> if, if you need some suggestions, just let me know <laughs> since you're here in DC. <laughs> Melissa is VIP. She's she gets flown out to different locations to work. We can't talk about her work because it's classified, but <laughs> she is she's out here in DC. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we just said we're not this going is to a DC Apple. <laughs> yeah, I've been to DC once, uh, Derek, like, and the only thing, like, it was a very quick trip, but the only thing I, I had when I was over there were these um, sandwiches from a place called Potbelly, uh -huh. and uh, they just um, opened up some here, and we, like, went to town on that place, like... <laughs> I don't know if it's big. I don't know if it's like so big over there, but it was like the only spot that was like right in our area. And my brother and I just like tore it up. And once they came over to the Tampa location, my wife and I stopped in. It was it was pretty good uh, still. So I always thought that that was a, like a nationwide chain. I didn't know that they didn't have those in Florida, typically, until recently. I always thought it was everywhere. So I'm shocked. 
Right. Not in. Uh, I also want to point out my tea today. The goat. The goat. It's undisputed. You heard? That's all. <laughs> so, yeah, we since the last time we talked, we had uh, another Bulls preseason game, and you know it was kind of bench versus G League <laughs> with, with as many people as the yeah, Bucks no, set out, did. and Demar didn't play, Zach didn't play, and we no, still no, like no Lopez. <laughs> You, you say that because you were there. <laughs> yeah. hey, we're not expecting Zach and Lamar to sit out. But you got to win. We got to win. Got a free hot dog. I would have rather had them sit out, but selfishly, I was like, <laughs> I really wanted to watch them play, but it's okay. But it was entertaining still. Like It was. It was, it was a great game. It was a great yeah. game. We we were uh, I was with good company. We had a really great time. Just wish we could have seen Zach and Demar, but it's okay. Free season. The Bulls got you guys a free glizzy. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Can ask for more. <laughs> if people remember. The Bulls used to give out like free Big Macs when they like score hundred. Now you, you get a free hot dog. Um, guessing it's from Portillo's. Mm-hmm. Wait, is that what a glizzy is? Yes, <laughs> a glizzy is hot dog. Just well, what kind of like what comes on this glizzy? Why are you always like messing <laughs> with me when I'm asking a simple question? Excuse my ignorance. Everybody. It just sounds so Melissa, but you have more insight on Portillo's than I do. So. Um, no, it just, it just no, sounds They funny. just got it's Portillo's like, over in this area, so I don't so know. What comes, what comes on this glizzy? <laughs> it just sounds funny. It's just a, I, I, I don't know if it's like a, it's just a Chicago dog, so it's, um, you, you, you can't, it, it has everything on it, like sport peppers, tomatoes, onions, um, celery salt, pickle um you can't do you know the rule for chicago dogs i have no idea so you're not supposed to have ketchup from a chicago dog that's like a thing <laughs> it's it's I, silly. I mean i know there are people that do have ketchup on their hot dogs but it's like a, it's one of those things i have ketchup on my ketchup like that's how much i love ketchup so <laughs> I can't imagine not like I'm. I'm guessing like with all of the flavors, like of the uh, the um, ingredients that you just listed, like I guess that like kind of makes up for the lack of ketchup. I'm guessing. Yeah, I, I can't even tell you where that originated from, but there are even some hot dog stands in Chicago. There's one restaurant in particular. Um, they'll like kick you out of the restaurant if you order ketchup. They don't even carry it. Like they don't even have it there. So. Wait. Okay. Hold on a second. It's a, it's one of those things. They do understand that they are selling hot dogs, right? Like this is not like a high end. <laughs> like, it's a Chicago hot dog. Just yes. it's still it's a, a hot dog, dog at the end of the day. A Chicago. It is a Chicago glizzy. Okay, all right. You know, glizzy. All right. Okay. No ketchup on the glizzy. All right. No Got ketchup you. on the glizzy. <laughs> so. That's law. 
go catch up on the glizzy in the shy. Um, <laughs> our guest is in the waiting room. So <laughs> bring That's him a perfect in. transition. <laughs> right, it's a perfect transition to bring in our guest. Ed Williams is joining us. Uh, Ed, how's it going, man? Hello. My brother. How you doing, Ed? Fine. Hey, how y'all doing? Oh, doing great. Doing great. Thanks for coming on today. Oh, no problem at all. All right, Ed, I'm going to hit you with a question. Do you know what a glizzy is? <laughs> uh, from what I've been told, it has several meanings. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, New York's, I mean, well, up north slang. Yeah, I know what a glizzy is. I'm not going to say it out loud, though. Okay, Ed, I'm afraid of, like, what your glizzy <laughs> is. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, somebody want to, like, reframe <laughs> what it is that I was talking a, about? A, a, a glizzy is a hot doggo. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. So for people who don't know, Ed Williams is the older brother of one Patrick Williams, who plays for the Bulls. Ed, um, first of all, uh, want to talk about like your you had what the elite um, training company that you're doing? Uh, well, I used to have my own uh, training business uh, where I would try to develop kids that that wanted to play you know uh that was always one thing i can't train somebody who doesn't want to play so i wouldn't train somebody whose parents was like yeah my kid wants to play if the kid came up to me and was like hey will you train me i would train them okay <laughs> that that makes perfect sense don't want <laughs> a kid just pushed in by his parents like i'll go play <laughs> so I, I definitely understand that so like growing up because you have you have Patrick and you have Kobe and yep. I'll play basketball. Like I'm, you're the oldest. So I'm assuming that their love of basketball came from you. So how did th that start for you? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say it came from me. Uh, we grew up hearing so many stories about how our pops could do the amazing. So it was, we was always trying to live up to that image. Okay, <laughs> so it was real like competitive with you guys growing up, like playing one on one against each other, trying to see who who could be your pops. Uh, well, by the time that we actually were good enough to play against him, he had bad knees, so we couldn't Aww. couldn't really play against him. But yeah, I mean, it was it was semi competitive. Uh, I say one thing that we've never done including like just going into a YMCA, we've never all played on the same team. What? <laughs> oh, really? Never. <laughs> never. But like, we, is that was that intentional or it just ended uh, up that way? We can walk into a gym, all three of us, and we'll try to sign up and everybody be like, nope, nope, uh-uh, not happening. <laughs> uh, nope. Okay. <laughs> at, the, at the most, it can be two of us on one team, but they'll never let all three. Okay, dream team. Dream team vibes. They need to switch y'all up. Like, you know, I I I personally think that you know we we could uh handle ourselves with the ball brothers on the court if, if need be. 
Okay. Hey. Oh, okay. Is that a call out? <laughs> I think that's a call out. <laughs> hey, look, you know, when when uh the off season hits and if everybody's healthy, you know, I, I wouldn't mind a uh a nice charity three on three. Hey. That would be an awesome event to attend. I'm I'm sure like a lot of money would be raised for every charity that you guys would play for. Right. I'm going, I'd be there. Well, I'll be there. <laughs> You two apply in. Yep. We gotta do it in Chicago though. Uh I, I figure it could happen in the cities that they played in. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're thinking like Charlotte? Uh I would say Charlotte. Uh I would say Chicago. And then they're also from LA, so I would say LA. Sure. So so like this is gonna be like a series of best of three. <laughs> hey, I mean you can't stop at one. <laughs> right. <laughs> gotta hey. best of three out there. Right. I like it. <laughs> now we gotta call them out. We gotta add them when yeah. the goes out. Well, well, we're not gonna add them until everybody's healthy. <laughs> True. You know, some pe- people people get too competitive and they they want to wait till like they don't want to wait till they're healthy to hop out there and we don't want nobody getting hurt true you want to you want to hear more childhood stories tell us more stories about growing up what what, what it was like uh you saying as far as as in in the basketball world or even personal stuff like with with your brothers uh well patrick was always the funniest one um when it came to like schools i was always a Chapel Hill fan. Kobe uh-huh. was the Duke fan. Uh-huh. Patrick Very. Patrick, one one year he's a Carolina fan. Next year he's a Duke fan. And then I come out of nowhere and he's a Tennessee fan. So it was just <laughs> like, Patrick, can you make up your mind? <laughs> what team you gonna support? Well, this team winning. That's my team. That's how Patrick was. Oh, but, so wait, you meant you meant like he was funny and like his decision of what schools he's backing or because like when you said funny supporting I was supporting I was oh support okay yeah so like you know it was just Patrick never Patrick never decided like it was never about the schools it was just about hey I mean I guess this team's popular right now and that's the team that he went to and it was just funny to us because you, you never knew which team he was supporting at the time. You always had to ask. That yeah. so, was a fair weather fan. Right. <laughs> Co- college-wise, but when it came to NBA, I don't think any of us really had a team that we supported. It was always more players. Who were your favorite players growing up? Everybody's favorite players. Uh, well, of course, my brother Kobe's is Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick's Patrick has two, which is Paul George and Kawhi, and then for me it was uh, Gerald Green, and uh, I was a D Rose fan. I, I'm still a D Rose fan. Okay. We love D Rose. Hey, look. I I think a lot of people sleep on D Rose, especially with the fact that you know you went from a completely healthy player who could drop 50 to 60 any given night. You tear ACL, 
and then you recover and yet you still are a, a option to score 50 to 60 any given night mm-hmm. that like you had to switch up your entire game you got to the league playing one style of game and then you got hurt and had to switch up your game and still re- remain relevant you don't you don't have a lot of players who can do that if if they had to switch up the game they were playing now they would probably be kicked out of the league so mm-hmm. i respect derrick rose a lot for that y'all love D rose but it, it's interesting for you to say that one of pat's favorite players was Kawhi leonard because i know you uh-huh. they compare pats to Kawhi all That's the time interesting <laughs> yeah i mean a comparison is a comparison, but at the end of the day, you know, Pat doesn't want to be anybody but Pat. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the comparisons, they, they never bother him. Anything like that is just like, hey, if you want to compare me to him, then that's what you want to do. But me, I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to play my game. Mm-hmm. Do you know yeah. if he has like a, a favorite nickname or is he partial to any of those nicknames? Uh, Honestly... I don't know. He he came up with so many. We, I mean, it's it's a lot of nicknames in the family for him. So, you know, nicknames come and go. Some of them stick. I don't know if he has a favorite. Because there's like uh, there are some nicknames that like Bulls fans gave him and and other uh, commentators and stuff like that. Like what you were just talking about. He wants to carve his own. Wants to carve his own lane. with people call right. him. Some people call him Paul. Some people call him P Will. P Dub. So I don't know. He had a favorite. You don't really know. Not too sure. Yeah, never never know. Patrick's not one to really express too much feelings or emotions. Uh So that's really how he is. It's not just like that's just that's him coming from a like his brother. That's just him. I mean, that's him. I mean, he's 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 a jokester. But Uh you know, outside of that, like when he's happy. You can tell he's happy, but when he's upset, I mean, you really can't even tell. So that's what I was trying to like get at because you you were saying how he's funny, and like we see like this more of like a cerebral, like serious player on the court, but like well, well, that's because there's uh, a motto that we were brought up to, which is the minute you step on the court, it's entirely business. You know, nothing personal. We can have friends on the other team, but within the time that the jump ball starts to the end of the fourth quarter or overtime, we're not friends right now if you're on the opposite team. I'm here to handle business. And then once that last buzzer sounds, I dap you up at the end. Yeah, we started- did it. <laughs> We, we saw some people making business decisions, uh, especially in that last game where people like were, were not getting in the way of, uh, of, of Pat going to the basket and like really showing his athleticism. Uh, when did it become like apparent to you all that like he had a shot to, to get to where he's at now? Uh, well, we all believe that he can make it from the get go, uh, even young. Uh, he's always been pretty passive, always had friends on his team, wanting them to shine as much as he does. Uh, but, you know, coming up in the world of sports. Now, I will say that most of us didn't think that it might have been the NBA 
at one point uh he he loved football the most first mm. he was he was a very good football player uh and then he just decided hey basketball is where i want to where i want to be and he put his whole heart into it and the minute i seen him doing that i was like okay he's going to go to the league but at the same time we all thought that we were going to make it to the league but him i think it was always pretty evident that we knew he was going to make it especially coming up after two brothers uh you know he gets to see our our mistakes our failures and he gets to correct those for himself before he even gets to you know certain levels so what how old was he when he switched from football to basketball do you remember what position he played to as a football player and uh, why he switched what made him switch football he played quarterback okay that's interesting uh, but the thing was he, he he was a quarterback and he had a nice arm he could still throw the ball rather well uh but he never did it was the minute he hiked the ball he took off yeah he'll look up the field for like two seconds and that's just to see where he's going to run to because he's not throwing it i don't care who your who his receiver was he was just going to take off but I, I can't remember exactly what age he was when he switched do you remember what made him switch uh, from football to basketball? I don't. I don't even think that there was a moment where he realized that he switched. It was just that I guess we brought so much basketball into the house, and it was uh, the most commonly played sport. You know, it's easy to play year-round basketball. Uh, year-round football, you really don't find that you don't hear much about a AAU football team. So the sport you can pay, uh, play the most consistent seemed to be basketball. So it seemed easier to pick that up. But honestly, I can't tell you. That's just what I'm guessing. Okay. Your, your mom hooped too, right? She played at uh, John C. Smith. That's so dope. So did did mom play with you guys too, or did did you guys like? I'm sure you probably learned from her game also. Um, I would say the biggest thing we learned from her game would have to be you got to handle your business. Uh, you know she she kind of was very strict on everything that we did if if you're going to rebound then rebound like don't don't play around with it you know she never let us if if we decided to do something that she wanted us to give our all towards that specific area or mm. you know so she she taught us about grit that that was the biggest thing that came from her but you know as far as just being athletic and enjoying the game and but also being trying to be the best you you can be, we got that from our pops. Okay, so with you, um, you say you were uh, training kids, you wanted to help it, and you played basketball yourself. So, do you ever call Pat after a game and like give him advice on something he could have done, or you just kind of let him 
go at his own pace. Uh, well, getting Patrick to answer a phone is uh, <laughs> is almost impossible. Uh, but after a game, uh, I tend not to reach out because, you know, it's so many people who want to reach out and congratulate you or, you know, try to get you, you know, their their feedback about the game. So after a game, I'm pretty sure almost every NBA player has at least 100 missed text messages and like 32 missed calls. You're not trying to look at your phone after a game as an NBA player because of you knowing how many people are reaching out. So when I tend to uh, reach out uh, more so often, like when they have break periods like this from games, you know, they didn't play for a while, but when I reach out, it's never, it's never really to talk about the game. It's just more to make sure that, mental health is there like hey how are you feeling mentally you know the the team's going to talk about what you did you know on the court but you know you spend a lot of time alone without family around so I just want to check on you mentally that's that's the biggest factor for me Mental health is very important and a lot of more athletes are speaking out about the importance of mental health. So yeah, that that's definitely a help for you, for you to just call to say, how you doing, man? Respect that. Yeah, I wouldn't, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, you can't change the way that you played that game. All you can do is try to do better the next game mm -hmm. even if you did even if you played great you want to play your next game better you know so and Patrick has always been uh he's always been one of those people that were mature above their age so you don't have to get on him about things he'll get on himself about it he'll see it himself he he'll like on a away trip on the way back, he'll watch the film coming back to Chicago and be like, oh, wow, I should have did this. I should have did that. Uh, but at the end of the day, you can't change that. You just try to make it better the next game. Great. Um, like, I know you, you probably see like people saying Pat needs to be more like aggressive on the court. Like, do you ever like get into it with people? Like, like y'all know what y'all talking about. Let Pat be Pat. <laughs> uh, well, I wouldn't say that I get into it, but you know, uh, sometimes, sometimes it's kind of it, it weighs on you to see, you know, negative comments. But you know, I I try to take it with a grain of salt, especially due to the fact that none of the people voicing their opinions have anything to do with whether my brother's gonna get a bigger contract or not, whether he's gonna be traded. You know, that's just their opinion. And everybody's in, in tune to have their own opinion. Uh, but 
as far as him needing to be more aggressive, he says that himself. Uh, but it's hard for him to implement it sometimes, you know. Uh, with Patrick, he's he's a very humble, very, very humble person. Um, I'll give you an example as far as him being too humble, in my opinion. Uh, if Patrick ever does it, like he's done an interview in the past and the interviewer asked him, how'd you get so good? Patrick came up with this beyond humble answer. Instead of just saying, you know, I worked hard, you know, I put in the work and no, his hum his beyond humble answer was, I'm just trying to get like you. And when he said that, he was saying that you're being the best you you can be. I'm just trying to be the best me I can be. I was, I was so like, sir, just say <laughs> you worked hard. Just, just say you stayed in the gym. Say you stayed adamant. Like your, your answer is too humble because a lot of people aren't going to get it. Hit him with the sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's the older brother. <laughs> so, like, I, I saw you, um, you had an old post on Facebook where, you know, you were, like, congratulating your brothers and you were saying, like, Pat was projected to go in the first round the, at the least 24th. So, right. like, when he was taken fourth by the Bulls, how did you guys react to that? Um... Well, we knew that anything was possible. You know, I have so much faith in him. I was hoping number one. But, you know, when when the Bulls picked him up, it was like, all right, okay. We never really got that. I, I personally never got that surreal feeling because I always felt like he was he was destined to make it. So now I tell him all the time, hey, you made it to the league. You don't have to prove nothing else to nobody because you made it. You you made this small percentage. Only person you have to prove anything to now is yourself. Prove to yourself that you belong here and you'll st- and you'll have a long career. So, do you know? Did he have like um? Did he or like any of the family have any particular team that? you guys wanted him to go to ideally uh not any particular team that we wanted him to go to uh just as long as he was happy um I do know that Charlotte had the pick right before him and he was hoping because you know he he grew up here so it was like I want to see the world, so let me go somewhere else other than home. Mm-hmm. So when when Charlotte didn't pick him up, he was like, all right, thank you. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. You know, not because of the team, but because he just wanted to be out of the city, which mm-hmm. we completely understand. I mean, there's a reason why he went all the way to Florida State. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, now, your brother Kobe, you said he was 
when Pat was getting drafted, he was starting his career overseas. Is he still playing overseas? Uh, Kobe plays for um, for the Windsor Express in Canada. Okay. Uh, this this will be his second season. He's going into. Uh, it was hard for him to get over there the same year Patrick got drafted because of COVID. So he he started the next year. Um, but he's looking to have a very prosperous uh, career. You might see him on the Windy City Bulls next year. Uh, that is a possibility. Um, and honestly, he's 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 putting in the work to try to make it to the league himself. And I really believe that he's going to achieve his goal. He, he works, he works so hard. And, you know, as a brother, I'm so proud of everything he does. Uh, I mean, honestly, sometimes like Patrick works hard. Like I want to say Patrick hits the dream two to three times a day if if he can. Kobe, Kobe's the type that he doesn't want to leave the can be dog tired and he'll sit on the side for five minutes and then he'd be like, all right, I gotta get some shots up. Kobe wants it that bad. So I believe his dream of making it to the league is it has to come true. Definitely. So it would be cool if they had that family connection going on. Right. Yeah. So uh, Kobe, like it's it's crazy because all of us have three different styles of play. Uh, I used to be the high flyer slasher. Uh, Kobe was the knockdown shooter. Well, still is, and when it came to Patrick, they were like, all right, so which brother are you going to take after? Patrick looked at us and it was like, he was like, I take both. I take both, you know, and he put in the work like, and that's because he wanted it. Like I said, I don't, I don't, I try not to train any kids that don't want it because if you don't really want it, then you're not going to really learn it. So Patrick wanted it. He put in the work. Uh, as you see, he can dunk on almost anybody if he if he needs to, uh, and he has he has the jump shot, mid range, and a uh, three pointer. It's just being given the opportunity to actually take those shots. Um, you know. It's, it's hard being the youngest person in the lineup in a starting unit and being humble at the same time because it's like, all right, well, when he first got to the Bulls, it was already considered Zach's team. All right, well, I don't want to step on any toes. So I'm not trying to outshine you. I'm just trying to play with you. And the thing about Patrick is he's also – Patrick doesn't care if he doesn't score points. As long as he does whatever he needs to do to help the team win. If if the team's winning and he didn't score a bucket in the last three games, he's not upset. I mean, he, he's going to feel like he could have done more to, you know, 
help accomplish that win. But Patrick's all about winning. He doesn't matter. He doesn't care about what he has to do in order to get that win. And I think a lot of people over overlook that fact. Yeah, he definitely has a team first mentality. Um, I just wanted to verify with you. Did he start off playing? Is it true that he was like the, a point guard initially? Uh, yeah, uh, his fresh year and guard and um, his freshman year was our brother Kobe's senior year. Um, and Kobe was a shooting guard, small forward. So Patrick being the humble brother that he is, knowing that his older brother is trying to get to college, it was like, all right, I'm going to find my brother every chance I get. Yeah. So Patrick started off as a point guard. Uh, and then by his senior year, he was a point forward center. Wow. Yeah. He looked he like he, he looked like a man amongst boys. Because <laughs> I was wondering if like with with him playing like point guard initially, and um, then I was reading that he didn't really move off ball until like his senior year. And then he played a little bit more at Florida State. If that, you know, that might have kind of like shaped even his style of play with the Bulls. And like you mentioned, not wanting to like really step on any toes, but be more of a facilitator or try to just like get other people involved. Uh, well, of course, as a point guard, you're, you're going to get people involved. And like I said, he always he played with his older brother his freshman year. Uh, I personally felt like he should have played like maybe two or three JV games and they should have just told him, Hey, go in here and everybody pass Patrick the ball, go score, go do your thing. And then moved him up to varsity and was like, Hey, I need you to play like you was those other games. It's still the same thing, you know, but the difference is if somebody's open, I don't mind you passing. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. He still made it to where he is. Uh, but by being passive, yeah, he has the court vision of a point guard. But, you know, it's like he's in a different position, um, even a different position than what he played in uh, college. You know, it was more of a It was more of a, when he was in college, it was, okay, well, we see that you're a defensive dog and then you only take shots when feel feel like you want to take a shot. Now it's where people are pushing him to take more shots, you know? So it, it's, it's a different role still. Well, he definitely seems like he's adaptable, especially with coming in, you know, his first year in the league, being asked to pretty much take on the, the defensive assignment of usually the best player on the, against the opposing player. You know, that, that's going to take some sacrifices of just, like, making sure that you know what your role is going in. Like, your role is to basically be that stopper for us. Um, but as his game continues to uh, grow – do you see him like being comfortable 
like stepping into that role of, of taking more shots and um, not necessarily being more aggressive, but like, do you see this as like the final, like, do you see like him like growing his game into like being that person who's going to be more aggressive with taking more shots? I guess I'll frame it that way. Uh, I see it uh, in, in due time. Um, you know, uh, sometimes it, just watching certain games, certain teams, sometimes the ball sticks in certain hands. You know, certain players aren't uh, necessarily um, obligated to swing the ball uh, or look for other open players. But when they do, you know, it's, it's okay as well. But, you know, some, some players, the ball just sticks in their hands. So, and when you have multiple players who are used to having the ball stick in their hands and then you are the humble player who doesn't mind facilitating, it's like, I don't mind taking that back seat. It's not enough basketball for all of us. You know, once it gets to a point where he is the main focal point, I believe that everybody's going to see what they want to see. What, what they've been waiting to see. But with him not being the main focal point of the offense, he's not, he's not one to try to be selfish. You know, he's not going to force issues where, where there are none. So do you think your expectations are fair that so many people are putting on him? With that being said, like with everything you just mentioned right now, with certain players being more accustomed to having the ball more often, do you think that all the expectations everybody's putting on him are fair? Uh, I mean, people want to see what they want to see. Uh, so I can't say whether their expectations are fair or not, uh, because there are plays where Patrick could have did more, but he knows that, but there are also plays where other people could have done more, mm-hmm. you know, and people only want to point out what they think they see. You know, they're not, some people don't know how to analyze the whole game, but, you know, their opinion is their opinion and what they expect is what they expect. But, you know, I've always looked at it as how can I have an expectation for somebody that I don't know? Mm -hmm. Like, at least take the time to get to know this person before you try to give an expectation. So. Like, given with... No, not trying to step on anybody's toes and no, Billy, like, tried him coming off of the bench. Do you think he's more comfortable coming off the bench because he can have the ball in his hands more, or do you just think he's fine with starting? Um, well, when it comes to Patrick coming off the bench, uh, I actually like that option better. Um, and if you go back and look at an interview that uh, Coach Hamilton – did uh 
when Patrick was at Florida State, he said he said it better than anybody I've ever heard say it. He said the reason why he doesn't start Patrick, he didn't start Patrick. Um, my bad, past tense. Uh, the reason why he didn't start Patrick wasn't because Patrick wasn't a start a starter caliber player. The reason why he didn't start Patrick was because Patrick's a, a true student of the game. He's the type of person who will sit on the bench and analyze the game as it's going on and see what they need. And then he'll go in and do what's needed to win. If if he's sitting on the bench and they're lacking in rebounds, then all right, bet, let me go in and rebound in his, my name of the game today. Uh, if there's a player on the other team that just seemed like he's going off, all right, well, stopping this player is my main goal today. You know, if we're if we're lacking in points, okay, I guess today's my day to score. Well, this man's hot, and we haven't been finding him, you know, the whole time. So let me go in here and let me facilitate to the point where he gets more shots, you know. Patrick's going to analyze that from the bench. You have some players who just sit there and wait for their turn, but Patrick's actually studying the game that's going on in front of his face. So, you know, right now, I I personally would like him like to see him more in the second unit. Yeah, I I think yeah, him being in the second unit more, it, it gives him more like opportunities to feel like he's not stepping on anybody's toes right go out there and be pat and affect the game with what he sees so and you know he said in an interview he doesn't care if he starts or comes off the bench he just wants to win so i mean some people were like oh he he said it like he was disappointed and they're they're demoting him to the bench like no this this dude's trying ball if any way he can help the team (laughs) You know, but like I said, it's it's some people who like, you know, people view the game a lot differently. Uh, People come up in different eras. Uh, You know, it's it's just all about perception. And perception is also based on life experiences. So some people's life experience with growing up playing this game may be different. Well is different from others. So they look at it differently and they have different expectations for different people. Right. I think like when thinking of like Pat coming off like the bench, you kind of think of like Manu Ginobili, how he was for the Spurs. Like everybody knew he was good enough to be in that starting lineup, but he was like a super six man. Yeah. So... I can see Pat, like, you know, they move him to the bench, six man of the year. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to have some uh, teammates that try to contend him for that, too. Uh, <laughs> you know, because with Alex Caruso coming off the bench, yes, I, I think if we had a, a better season last year, Alex Caruso stood a great chance of being six man of the year. Um, and then you got to think about it when, when Lonzo comes back, uh, will IO have shaped his game so well that Lonzo and him are really like competing for that starting spot. 
Uh, and if so, which one of them would be a contender for six man of the year? Um, you know, uh, Kobe White seems to be finding himself a lot, a lot more. He, he can be a contender for six man of the year. You know, these are, these are your teammates, but you know, Hey, you got to push each other. Great. So like all this talk about the East getting better and, you know, you mentioned all our players who could be considered for six man of the year, like, where do you see Patrick and the Bulls like seating wise this season? Um, that's that's very difficult to say. You know, every year throws its own loopholes. Uh, I would say it would be a lot easier to see if every player on the team was completely healthy right now. Um, but I do see a playoff push, um, because the thing is every year you're supposed to be better than the year you were last year. So Patrick's rookie year, they missed the play in game. The, uh, yeah, they missed the play in game for the playoffs by one loss. The next year, they made it to the first round. This year, we're looking second round, second round or higher. You always have to do better than you did the year before. And with the team that we have and the leadership that we have on that team and the different talents, you know, I, I, see, I see where a lot can be done if we use it the right way. I'm going to um, take it back real quick to say you guys play styles and say you were that slasher high flyer. You, you, is that still your play style? Like you guys challenging uh, the ball uh, brothers? You're going to try to put it on their well, head? <laughs> well, I mean, if, if once the, uh, once everybody's healthy, then you know that that will be something that I will try to do. You know, uh, I kind of been out it for a minute. I broke my elbow going into my senior year of high school, uh, but I can still ball. Is just that you know, once once you get hurt, people don't try to take a chance on you. But you know, I I made my peace with it a long time ago, and. Now, hey, whenever I'm given an opportunity, I just go out there and do what I can do. Ed, that's too grounded. <laughs> Who, who's guarding LaMelo? Patrick. Patrick, okay. Shutting him down? Is he scoring? Mm, you know, LaMelo, Patrick's going to play tough defense, but LaMelo does practice trick shots as well. So I'm pretty sure something's going to have to go in. If you practice it, it, you know, sometimes it makes it perfect. So something has to go in, you know. But Patrick, Patrick, Patrick's most definitely going to guard LaMelo. So who are you dunking on first? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going for Lonzo. 
Go straight for Lazo. The injured man, you go straight for the injured man. You're going to wait until he's healthy first. I I, I said everybody completely healthy, but I'm I'm going for Lonzo. His oldest brother, and it's it's just the way it has to be. There we go. Please don't hurt him. Oh, no, not looking to hurt him. (laughs) Not not looking to hurt him. I'm I'm pretty sure he's going to try to retaliate. (laughs) Like, when... um. Like the last game, you know, like Pat was just like dunking on everybody. Were you, you watching it like he got that from me? <laughs> uh I wouldn't I wasn't necessarily saying that he got that from me, uh, because honestly, I don't know what made Patrick want to be so strong with his left hand. Uh because he made the first dunk with his right, then he made another one with the right. And then he drove the lane on from the right side and finished with the left hand. And I'm like, where'd you get that from? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's just like last year uh, when he had came back. And when he, when he came back and DeRozan kicked him the ball on the wing and he drove the lane and he just decided to go dunk on him with his left hand. I'm like, you had a choice in this. What made you choose the left? Like, I don't think people realized how disrespectful that dunk really was. The fact, <laughs> like, Patrick drove the lane, and not only did he dunk on him, he dunked on him with his off hand, which was also the hand that was hurt. So it's like. This this dunk is like triple disrespectful. <laughs> like you dunked on me with your off hurt hand. Who does Sorry. this? Who, like like who thinks of this? <laughs> like um, I know you you say like you you'll call Pat and check on his mental. Like when the injury happened and with him being out for a while, like were were you uh, like a big part of helping him keep his spirits high during like the rehabilitation where he couldn't play? Um, I wouldn't say that I was uh, there as much as I should have been, uh, but you know, still reached out to him on a consistent basis. Uh, don't want to reach out too much. You know, sometimes you get on people's nerves. But it it was already like when when players go through rehab, they also go through uh, therapy because they have to make sure that they're still, you know, that the way they suffered the injury doesn't keep them from playing the way, you know, they know that they can. So he was he was going to therapy and stuff like that, too. So I I felt a need like I didn't feel a need to try to step up and make sure that his mental was all right because the team was caring, caring for that part. Side note, we know that like DeMar also took him under his wing in the off season. Did, uh, did Pat talk to you about how any of those, like any of those sessions went with DeMar? Did he, did he uh, give you any insight on how those went? Uh, he just said that it was very early. <laughs> Yeah, he said, waking up at that time was like, wow, you really get up this early? Yeah. 
But I mean, uh, his favorite part about it was the fact that um, the people that Demar has worked them out doesn't waste time like having them do things that they would like everything that they do is in-game situations they work on in-game drills so they're not just wasting their time you know getting better in an aspect that something that may not even happen so he also was working out with Zach and his trainer um, Drew and he he had made a comment where he said, you know, Patrick has the tools to be a great two-way player in the game. It's just about the confidence of putting all the skills together. And it's from talking to you, it just seems like it's more Patrick trying to have his teammates shine more so than not having the confidence to use everything that he has. Yeah. Um like I said, you can relate anything to an interview you've heard of Patrick's or something like that. Uh, when Patrick was in college, he uh, he did an interview, and the interviewer asked him, would you rather have 10 points or 10 assists? He was like, oh, that's easy, 10 assists. And they asked him why. He was like, because if I had 10 points, that's just 10 points. If I have 10 assists, that can be up to 30 points. You know, like, what's what's the point of me having these points when we can have more? I'm, he's just trying to do whatever it takes to win. He's a he's a full team player. I think. No, a lot of people just aren't used to somebody being such a team player anymore. And that's kind of like the whole discord with like, oh, he needs to score more. And they don't understand that some people are just team players and all they care about is winning. And a lot of fans just care about the box score. Is that me? Mm-hmm. I think the connection kind of broke up a little bit. Yeah, I was saying you have a lot of fans where all they see is the box score. Uh, you know, is I understand people work, and you got you got to put that roof over your head, but you're also trying to be a fan at the same time. So all you see is the box score, so you don't get to see the dirty work that's actually done. You know, the stuff that doesn't make the stat sheet. You know, it's you, you don't you don't see it when this player got in and shut down this player who was scoring so consistently when they weren't on the court. And and now somebody else has to be that that scoring option. You know, you don't you don't see the uh you don't see the good fouls that were given, you know, because sometimes you gotta foul very well like even if a person only has two points you don't know when those two points came in and how clutch they were so trying to trying to read a game off of a stat sheet uh never really is it's never going to give you the full optics of what happened right like 
that um the Demar game where Demar scored fifty points. It was Pat that knocked down that clutch three, and during Pat's post game uh, interview, Demar walks in. He's like, "Way to hit that three. <laughs> but you know, people just going to remember it. Demar had fifty. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, like I said, Pat Pat's willing to do whatever is needed of him in order to secure the win. You know, it's it's not, it's not about being the best player out there. He just wants to win. Like he he can he can go out there and try to prove himself as the best player out there. But if it doesn't get you to win, then what's the point of doing it? You know, they they they've had a winning season. They're coming off of a winning season, and Patrick didn't play much. So now he's trying to find his role in this supposed winning team, which means I'm really not about to step on, you know, step out of the way. You know, Caruso was the biggest driving force on defense. So it's like, all right, how do I tell Caruso, hey, I need to guard this player? You you really can't. It's like, all right, well, when you need a break off of him, I don't mind guarding you know, right now, let, let me guard the second best player. Or if the best player is tall, hey, I don't mind grabbing. You know, it's, it's just trying not to – trying not to break the team chemistry. He's trying to find his way in it as well because he never really got to build that on-court team chemistry last year. Yeah, I think a lot of people overlook that. They forget that he barely played last year with an injury, so people totally overlook that. Uh, I mean, but when he came back, you know, he, he did what he could. He sure did. Uh, especially, especially the last game of the season, uh, of the regular season against mm-hmm. uh, who, who they play, uh, Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, he had to um, score his career high, what, three times? Because they kept taking the points away. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, they kept taking the points away. It was like, uh, nah, that one didn't count. <laughs> so, you know. But like I said, I'm I'm just proud of everything that he he does do. And I'm proud of the way he handles himself, you know, even with all the critics around. So he has a lot of fans though too. I mean, we're all fans. There are some critics, but I, I think more than anything, he has fans. Well, I, well, the thing is, when you're as humble as he is, I don't think that there'll ever be a time where you don't where you don't have any fans at all. Mm-hmm. You know, just being humble and young is going to get him the fans that that he wants. But you know, once once he grows a little a little bit more grit and becomes a little bit more selfish like everybody wants. I'm pretty sure that fan base is going to increase a lot. Yeah, they, they, they want him to be there. It's like telling somebody who doesn't, who, who barely eats pork and beef that you got to eat a lot more pork and beef. Okay, well, 
you think I should, but I don't think that I should. What I'm doing is working for me and it's working for everybody around me. So. I'm glad you highlighted that as far as like having fans versus like the fans that you want. And, um, you know, I think everybody like who watches this team, who's a big fan of this team, who like really appreciates like the inner workings and the hard work that they, the players go through. We like really do appreciate um, just how grounded like Pat is, especially like when you look around the league and, you know, guys are in situations where they don't want to play for the team or, you know, um, you know, they're just looking out for that next contract or, you know, smacking their teammates in the face. Um, you know, it, it is refreshing, like these stories that you are, are sharing with us, So we appreciate it. No problem. I mean, if, if I'm going to be here, then the point is to share what I know or share my opinion because that's all I have at the end of the day too. <laughs> like and Justin, they, they're not smacking people in the face, they're punching. <laughs> hey, I was just trying to tone it down. Just but yeah, that's true. Punching in the face. So with your brothers like spread out like how they are, do you all like have like places that you hit up together? Um, you know, when there's that time period like that to like stay grounded and connected with one another. Um, like, are there any like particular spots that you all hit up or any special things that you guys do? Well, we just call in and check on each other's mental most of the time. Um, and we tell anybody, if you ever see all three of us in one place, you should go play the lottery because it doesn't happen too often. Yeah, you, you just seen a whole lucky sight. Uh, but when all three of us do get together, it's, it's a movie. Well, hopefully that'll change since you just called out the Ball Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I haven't officially called them out yet. No, you know, in, in, injuries are still a part of this, so I'm, I'm not officially calling them out yet. But um, just, just wait till the injuries are. Just, just wait till the, uh, till everybody's healthy. I'm, ca I'm calling them out definitely. <laughs> so, do you see Pat when like they come in? play the Hornets? Uh, well, the first year, uh, you know, was the COVID year. So didn't really get to see him um, because that year you had to take like 45 COVID tests in order to meet a player. Yeah, you know, and I didn't have all 45 done at the time. So uh, didn't see him there. Uh, last year, we went out to eat before uh, the game the next day. So, you know, we, we, we get our family time here. Yeah, time for family. Um, you know, we want to thank you for um, coming on. Like, um, you said, do you you used to have the training business Are you doing anything yeah, I, with it I now? mean I mean if if someone ever reached out to me and they really wanted it I would train them like back then I used to charge but now it's like hey if you really wanted it that bad that you still reached out to me I do it for free you know I'm all about 
trying to see people succeed. You know, uh, we have a lot of friends slash family members in the league now uh, from Grant Williams with the Celtics, uh, Wendell Moore, uh, you know, you still have um, uh, Devin Vazell and, and a lot of other names. Uh, some some that aren't in the league anymore. Cinderia uh, Stonewell. You know, we we've kind of been on our ups and downs in the league uh, because we still support everybody who who supported us. So, okay. Um, do you have like like anything? for like people to follow you on or if they want to reach out to you? Well, Instagram, uh, you can find me at a underscore the underscore arsenal. Uh, pretty sure, you know what? There's so many people trying to tag Patrick and stuff. So don't even look through there. It'd be hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it underscore the underscore arsenal on Instagram. All right. Well, that's it. Ed, thank you for your time and thanks for agreeing to come on. Uh, we certainly appreciate all the insight that you gave us on not only Patrick and Kobe and you know growing up with you guys as well. Are you gonna yes, come watch any games, by the way? Oh, uh, I will be up there. Definitely for the game on October 26th. Cool. Yeah, that's my birthday, and I'm trying to talk Patrick into beating his uh, his uh, career high. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. On that day, so. October 26th. Yeah, we're, 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 yeah, we're 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 going to see how that goes, but you know, the goal is to talk him into beating his career high. I like you know, that. But. Even if it's by one point, you know, his career high right now is 35. All I need is 36. <laughs> We're definitely going to circle October 26. Yeah, I know. I'm like, to watch that. I just made a mental note. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm, I'm most definitely going to try, try to talk him into it. Like, hey, it's just one point. You, you've scored 35 <laughs> before. Why not 36? Do you really love me as a brother? <laughs> This, this is what I want for my birthday. Like, <laughs> and you can give me this gift on my birthday. Like, what, what, this is how you show me that you are my brother. Love that. So, yeah. I, I already wrote it. I wrote it down in the calendar. So, yeah. I'm going to try to guilt trip him somehow. <laughs> Am I my brother's keeper? So what should he focus on more, the win or your 36 points? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> if, if scoring that 36 jeopardizes the win, then focus on the win. But if scoring that 36 helps the win, then score that 36. You always got the perfect comeback, so... <laughs> Nice. Hey, look, <laughs> you go out there to win. It's never, I mean, you go out there to enjoy yourself too, but the 
ultimate plan is to win. You don't play to lose. So win by any means necessary, which means even if you got to take the back seat. So October 26, both get a dub and Patrick gets his career high of 36 on your birthday. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's what we're going for. That's that's what we're going for. But hey, look, you know, if it doesn't happen to be the uh, the career high in points, at least let me get the career high in rebounds or career high in assists, something. <laughs> One of these career highs is going to be broken. <laughs> something has to happen. Something has to give. And there you go, Blake. In whatever category. <laughs> yeah, hey, you you choose one. <laughs> just just choose one. You know, whichever one comes to you mid game, just just go after that one. All right, that's that's what that's what I want. That's all I want. That's mom's advice. You got to pick one and just go with it. Right. Right. Hey, give it your best in that category right there. That's that's all I need. Right, so October 26th, they play Indiana. So game against Indiana, October 26th, we're going to be expecting Patrick to have a new career high in one category or another. In something. We got to air this episode ASAP and watch the sales go up October 26th. Everybody's tuning in October 26th now. Yep. It's must see TV now. <laughs> yep. they're, they're not even just going to watch the stat book. They're, they're going to turn on TV this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, once again, thank you for coming on. Um, do you ever want to come back on and talk about how things are going during the season? You're more than welcome. All right. I appreciate you guys for having me. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate thank you. you. Right, that was our guest, the older brother Patrick Williams, Ed Williams. Um, as he said, follow him on Instagram, Ed underscore the underscore Arsenal. So, yeah, well, we are getting ready to start the season on Wednesday with the first regular season game for the Bulls against the Heat. Uh, we got guys feeling about that. Uh, people are saying we have. A, very tough schedule for opening. Look at Justin's face. I was trying to like see if I could like make it out for that game because you know Miami's not that far away from here, but doesn't look like that's going to happen. So I will be enjoying that on my new league pass that I am purchasing after this free trial ends. So. No more watching games uh, in uh, crazy European languages that I can't understand. But yeah, I think that we, you know, it's the funny thing. And I know we, we didn't really talk about it as much last time, but I think with these additions that the Bulls have are really going to help solidify a lot of things that were problems for this team that, um, you know, like we were talking about before the, at the beginning of this episode with um you know that that bench mob <laughs> that bench is going to be pretty good i think a lot of people are sleeping on that so i don't think that we'll have nearly as many problems as people think about it. i was listening on on 
radio today and somebody called in with a random Bulls question. And they were like, nah, we don't see them making the playoffs this year. And I'm just like, same, same exact mentality as the beginning of, of last year. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm sleep. <laughs> Seriously. The, that uh that prediction of um eleventh seed. Yeah. The horn is over us. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. But, so it's, uh, it's fine. It's nothing new. I mean, we're used to this. It was the same thing last year. It's cool. I'm like, but Justin, you gotta go to that game, man. We're supposed to have like this trifecta going on because you can go to the first game where they play Miami. I'll be at the second game where they play the Wizards. Mm-hmm. And Melissa's going to be at the home opener, which is the third game of the season. Mm-hmm. So we're all no, supposed you, you to go to make it happen. One of those games. I don't know how I could possibly make that happen. Like, yeah, I'd have to. I mean, it would be great if we could like do something like that. Um, but I, I'd have to do some like pretty crazy like moving around on my schedule because it i would love to do it but i don't know how that's gonna happen it's a uh, it's actually derek's birthday that day so <laughs> <laughs> the kids can wait justin just go, <laughs> just go to the game the wait. <laughs> let them have a substitute teacher the next day they'll be all right <laughs> I don't dislike any any subs to, to come into my classroom. <laughs> no, um, no, we just, hey, off air, we can talk about the crazy. Well, you all know about some of the craziness that's going on that I can't share. So we yeah, just, we'll, we'll talk about that off air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In three, two. <laughs> So yeah, um, like I said, uh, regular season is about to start. Uh, that means, you know, people are back to to working their jobs. So, you know, we we thank all of our awesome guests that we've had so far. A couple one. Um, now the season's about to start. We're gonna. It's going to be more so the three of us, and we're going to give some of the listeners a chance to join us on a podcast to talk about you know the current weakest game so be on the lookout on how you could possibly join us for episode until then go bulls go bulls go bulls